the time has come to make things right. Hello, I'm John Kane, and I welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this Saturday, January 11th. While this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage and in some cases start conversations. We take a tough look. Or we break the rules for Native Radio. We don't do Buffalo speeches and we don't do prayers. We take a tough look at history, oppression, survival. We talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity. And we may step on a few toes along the way. But our real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. Uh, we will take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that's heaped upon us, and we do it all right here from the Cattaraugus Territory of the Seneca Nation. So, let's talk Native. But uh, before we get started, let me remind people that our audio streams on our website, which is letstalknative.com, and we stream video of the show on Facebook, uh, on our Facebook group pages via Facebook Live. We take the audio and we put it up on SoundCloud, which goes out as a podcast uh, to all of your, your favorite podcast platforms. We take the video and we put it up on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, which is Let's Talk Native TV. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, you can follow us on Twitter, and of course you can subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And I advise you that you, you do that. Um, Look, well, we opened up with a, with a song that's somewhat familiar. It is a, uh, it's a song by Murray Porter, and, and, and it references not just standing up, but, but it's, it's got that idle no more um, language in, in, the, in, the, uh, in, in, in song. And I, bring, I wanted to t- use that song specifically for today because today's the anniversary of um, – Seventh anniversary, seven years ago, Matt Hill, my buddy who used to, you know, basically sit in with us every week here, uh, he and I just happened to go by the Galleria Mall because they were doing a a flash mob round dance. And when we got there, we realized the tension that was brewing from, you know, basically the the mall cop um, just about losing his mind because all these native people were there. Um, And... So, uh, so we began to um, we, we took it upon ourselves to 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 go within the big round dance, and there were and there were already hundreds, um, as many as five hundred people that had gathered for the round dance. And of course, this area of the the Galleria has a a balcony, and there were people you know all around the the balcony as well. And so, but we stayed and and we started walking around where the singers were. Because not only was the was the mall cop really trying to, and, and he was specifically targeting targeting a young kid that was one of the the singers there, um, and and I asked him, I said, "We're going to have a problem." And he says, "You're you're right, we're going to have an effing problem." He, he said, uh, "The cops are here, and you're all going to get arrested for trespassing." I said, "Oh, really?" Um, so then I knew that there was going to be a police presence, real cops, not just uh, you know Paul Blart, um, uh, in, in that that was going to come there. So. I basically I took off my jacket and I said, hey, Matt, you don't have to do anything but but hold my jacket. We I, I think this could get uh, interesting. And sure enough, the cops came in and they made a, a line towards the singers and um, and I basically I stopped them and uh, got into a, almost a little bit of a scuffle and talked them down. Talked them down. I said, Look, this is this is going to be over in a few minutes. Just just be patient. Nobody's doing nobody's doing any harm here. But what started out as, you know, a, actually a physical altercation with a cop um, turned out to be a real good demonstration of tempering a certain amount of resistance with um, diplomacy 
and I talked him down. The the round dance went off, and uh, and 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 then we we all left. Uh, but needless to say, in the, in the world that we live in, there was a lot caught on video. And one of the videos um, was taken from the balcony. Uh, I mean, one of the, um, my friends on Facebook, uh, Cindy Lou, uh, she took um, she took a good video, overhead video, and, and actually there's audio to it, so you can hear the music, you can hear her commentary. She kind of she actually calls me calls me out by name in the in the video, and it, it's it's a pretty good video, and it, and it really shows it. The funny thing is having. Having done what I did there, I didn't realize just how how aggressive it looked. Uh, you know, my my wife called me up later and you know gave me hell for uh, nearly getting arrested on a Friday. Uh, see, we know getting arrested on a Friday is a bad deal because oftentimes you're going to sit in jail till Monday because nobody's in a big hurry to get you in front of a judge on a Friday night. Um, she turned that out. She actually used that against me. That's, that's my thing. Never get arrested on a Friday night. And she said, you know better than get arrested. On a Friday. I said, well, I didn't get arrested. I, I, I didn't really do anything. I just got his way. She goes, not the video I saw. So then I look at the video. I says, yeah, it does look worse than it really <laughs> worse than I remembered it. But, um, so there was a video. I've got to post it up on my Facebook group page. You can look at it. And, and for me, I mean, look, I'm, I'm proud of what I did. Um, I'm not saying everybody could have gotten away with it. And I'm not saying that I had some sort of special power. Um, but I think I did mix up just amount, enough of a, I don't know, a demeanor, I guess. Even, even as we grabbed a hold of each other. I mean, there's, there's not only the video that I've got posted on my, uh, as a memory, basically, uh, on my um, uh, Facebook page. But if you go to YouTube, there's a bunch of up-close videos. If you look at the, the video from overhead, you can see there's a whole lot of people stip- sticking their phones uh, you know, right there. And when you see the, the up-close video, you realize that, you know, that, yeah, we're grabbing each other's shirt. And I've, I've walked them back about three steps. And you know, not the brightest thing to do. I, I don't recommend anybody grab a hold of a cop and, and shove them around. But <clears throat> he shoved me first. No, <laughs> you just... It, it, again, it was a it was a spontaneous reaction, and to the extent that that I did grab a hold of him and walk him back, I was trying to calm him down the whole time. And uh, but no, it was it was an interesting thing. And, and I got to give Matt credit. Matt was there the whole time. He didn't just hold my jacket. He, he pulls. He says, "Hey, you got a warrior flag flag in your pocket." He pulls that out, and then and and actually, you know, was, was running some interference too. Um, but you know, I mean, the good news is. A cop who came in there with a whole bunch of other police, you know, on his heels, by the way. When we left there, there were like 12 cars out in the parking lot. So they showed up there for, you know, expecting um, a major disturbance. Why? Because Native people were in the building. I mean, it, I mean I, I, in one of the posts I put up, I said, you know, there's Matt and I serving and protecting our people against the cops. And that's literally what we were doing. I mean, this was a round dance, a flash mob round dance. You know, that same mall a couple of years earlier <clears throat> had a whole bunch of people show up there around Christmas time in that same general area and spontaneously broke up, uh, broke out in Christmas carols, a flash mob Christmas carolers. And that was okay. But get a bunch of native people in there with, and we were there was no nothing hostile or anything else. They're just hand drums and uh, and doing a round dance. So white folks can show up there uh, and sing Christmas carols and take up space without a permit. Just do it. 
but let native people do it and and you know people just lost their minds but anyway um the good news is like i said i, I talked the guy down uh, there was no problem uh uh in the end uh there were you know there were some hurt feelings and and if you look it up i think honestly the, the way it was posted on on youtube if you search chiktawaga police attack um round dance or, t- or something like that i mean and it wasn't really an attack i mean they showed up and with the intent of shutting it down but we weren't attacked i mean i i, I don't i don't want to embellish what happened I danced with a cop for a few seconds, and that's about all that took place. But uh, um, it is the anniversary, and, and it shows up in my memories every year, so I usually post it. And, and, I, and I see a lot of people responded to it, so um, I wanted to mention it. And this was when Idle No More was really in its um, – not in its – I mean, it, it was a real thing. We haven't brought it back since then, and uh, and I think we need to. But that, But that's not really – what the the topic of the show is i mean i am going to talk specifically on the show about what is ours i mean what what things or what culture what what what's the ideology that is ours because much of it has been watered down it has been merged with other other things and i, and I want to i want to clear some of that stuff i want and i'm not i'm not even going to say you know that i'm not going to condemn any of the things that we've added into our lifestyles. I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to go there. But I want to be clear that what, what people are accepting as Indian stuff wasn't ours. And, and I want to make that distinction. So, that, so that's a little bit what I want to talk about. But before I do that, <laughs> I, I also want to promote our, um, our new YouTube video. Jake did a great job producing this thing. Um, it's called uh, We Are Not Your Mascot. <clears throat> we got it up on the screen behind me. Uh, and it is, you know, I, I had somebody email me and they said, look, I've, I've looked at a lot of videos that have been done on the mascot issue. And, and you know, and this, this guy from um, the southern tier of New York, Audrey Binghamton, he said it's one of the best pieces that he's done, yeah, that he's seen. And, you know, he posted up on his, uh, his website as well. And I encourage you, look, if you've got a blog, if you've got a website, if you are involved in it, if you've got a group page, um, go to YouTube, capture the link, and, and share it. You know that's why we do these things. We do these things so people will share the message. And I do take a little bit of a um, a unique position on the mascot issue. I I tie it directly to the idea of uh, of trying to eliminate us because there was, there's a certain segment of American society, even a hundred years ago, L. Frank Baum, who I mentioned specifically in the video, that that thought that we were better off being killed uh, wiped out completely because they kind of liked the idea of native people but they didn't like who we were and that's kind of what the mascot thing is right now i mean you get all these white people say, oh no no we're not we're honoring native people they aren't honoring us and they know it what they what they're claiming that they're doing is, is honoring the image of native people that they've created most of it being false or, or a large part of it being false although they capture some some pictures some some you know pan indian images of plains indians or you know and, and i don't even want to pick on plains native it's a shame that that everybody has to get the same image of a guy with a full headdress on and, and that's you know that's the, the the consummate uh you know standard default image that people use for uh for any native mascot so whether it's warrior redskin redman brave savage indian chief whatever they they, they all use a you know a similar logo or they mix it up with other with other logos but so we did this video and i talk about the uh, the 
again, the hypocrisy of residential schools that, you know, were, were our, our um, grandparents as children, you know, the generations before me were beaten to the point of death. I mean, uh, they were abused sexually, psychologically, um, physically. Why? Because, because they, of their identity. In fact, they were punished and oftentimes beaten for speaking their language or, or trying to maintain any sense of native identity. While white kids in these schools are adopting native uh, mascots and they get to play Indian. And in fact, they can mock native people and, and have fun doing it. While native kids in these residential schools throughout the U.S. and Canada were being abused for that, for that very identity that, that it was being. In fact, the, again, the policy was kill the Indian, save the man. So I bring up both the L. Frank Baum calling, you know, uh, and others in that, you know, because that was a that was a thing back then. The romanticizing image of Native people and that we that somehow our existence, even 100 years ago, but certainly and it goes for today, that we that we are destroying the image that white people have created of us. I mean, that's why we get into this battle where you get Native people saying, no, we don't we don't feel honored by your mascot. And they said, well, we don't care what you think. Because why? Because they don't honor us. They don't respect our opinion. So this is a video that captures that in, in a way that, you know, in a way that I, you know, that I try to put that out there. And, and Jake did a great job pulling in. Even my, my good friend, Donna Van Boyle, who, who talks about just the, 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 the painful idea that as a parent, a native, a native person who's a parent of a kid who goes to one of these schools, who opposes it has to the walk they have to do so their kid doesn't get uh, get punished or or abused or bullied or or scrutinized because we oppose something that that the school's doing and that was that's kind of what what she you know what she went through and you know so i think it's i I think it's important that people understand that so anyway um but anyway that's the video and and i'd I'd love you uh, for you to check it out and share it. I, this, you know, I'm hoping that this one, you know, will get out a couple of thousand times, like uh, like the last one we did, or maybe more. I mean, I don't know. You know, the, the whole idea of uh, of creating viral videos. I understand that there there are people who want to capture you know the you know squirrels on you know surfboards and stuff like that. But you know, we're we're trying to make a point with our videos, and I know there are other people who've done some great work. I think of you know even the the 1491 guys, and and you know sometimes they they put some good stuff together that are lucky to get you know ten or twenty thousand views. <clears throat> and you know I'd be I uh, I'd be thrilled to get that many views at this point because our words don't get broadcast out there we don't have the you know uh, i guess the uh, the population foundation to to want to get these messages out but but does, it's not going to stop us from doing it. that's why we do the show each week so um again i want to i, I want to encourage you to to check out our latest video uh, we are not your mascot then and, and please do share it um you know post it talk about it um and you know and i, I guess the the irony of us putting this video out on Thursday was at on that same day in the news cycle it came out that a school in Connecticut uh, Killingly uh, you know I don't know what kind of name that is Killingly Connecticut they their school board voted to return to using a racist mascot 
they had they were the redmen with all this the native imagery of course there's no native people there uh in the school district and their school board had voted to um to retire the the redmen and uh and go with red hawks well they had a, a couple of republicans this turns into a, a republican versus democrat thing they they ran a, a few people onto the school board election specifically with the intent forget about things like the kids and education they ran on a specific platform to replace two of the, um, the school board members who voted to re, uh, retire the mascot and uh, with the idea of bringing it back. And, and sure enough, they did it. It's the first time. <clears throat> There's never been a situation where a school developed a conscience, got rid of a racist mascot, and turned around and brought it back. Locally here in Lancaster, New York, that, they tried to do that. You know the problem in Lancaster is the the school board had voted unanimously to to get rid of their their red slur um, name. <clears throat> so in order for and and only two board members at a time came up to uh, came up for vote. So they ran two school board members, got them on it. They were the two most vocal pro mascot people in in all of Lancaster. They were on Fox News. One of them was. They were on the local news constantly. <clears throat> but they got elected onto the school board, but they couldn't repeat it during the next election cycle. So they they never were able to to mount uh, enough of a uh, an op- opposition to to bring back, you know, their red slur name. Um so, you know, Lancaster still the legends. But but this is this is the whole thing that and it's kind of amazing when you think about it that that this mascot issue where native people have finally gotten enough of a voice to speak out about how offensive, you know, using us in some form or fashion as a, as you know, mocking us as a, as a mascot is wrong. That turns into a right versus left, a Democrat versus a Republican. And you can, and it's clear in every one of these towns, it's the Republican, you know, uh, philosophy that, that embraces these racist mascots and and it's the democrats who are opposed to it now i'm not saying all democrats are opposed to it and all but if you look at the vocal people it is a right versus left uh argument how how this is a right versus left argument is is beside me but um anyway i had to mention that killingly connecticut you can check it out there they call them killingly high school they they abandoned their uh their mascot and then ran two people on the school board specifically to bring it back and they have and of course, what this means is next school board cycle, depending on how it tips, they'll, they'll probably eventually, eventually these all go away. So anybody who thinks that, that they're, they drew a line in the sand and that they're, you know, what's the, the one they, they say in places like, uh, what we're saying in Lancaster, they're saying, uh, once a redskin, always a redskin is what they're saying. And they aren't talking about us. They're talking about them. They're talking about white folks. But, um, that's not the re- really the way it works out. Eventually, these things go away, and this will too. I mean, so yeah, there's a bit of a bump, and these guys were. And look, it isn't these national groups that <clears throat> that that had anything to do with this. So anybody thinks that they can, you know, associate, you know, some national organization, and I'm not going to name any of them because I don't want to give them that kind of credit. Now, this is these are the locals. These are the locals who, you know, have their are so fixated on their glory days of high school like it's the only thing that was ever meaningful in their life. And I don't want to take anything away from, you know, you know, kids who are in high school. But you know as an adult, at some point, you know, you're supposed to put, put away those childish things and and some of these folks can't. So, anyway. All right. Now let me get to, get to the topic. Uh the topic is is knowing what's ours. 
And part of the problem that that, that I see, um, even even folks who claim to be traditional, <laughs> they there's there's just stuff that 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 enters in to our language, even even in our native language, that doesn't belong there. And 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 I say it doesn't belong there. And, and and I want to explain. A lot of it has to do with with religion, which that wasn't our, that that wasn't one of our things. Religion wasn't one of our things. And I know people are going to say, "Oh, yo, we had ceremonies." No, we didn't. We had festivals. We we had celebrations. We had Thanksgivings. They became these religious things. In fact, we we treat our longhouse as a church now. I mean, if you bring it up, people say, "Oh, no, we don't." Well, yeah. They're treated like churches. In fact, many of the, the longhouses for years were painted white, just like a church. And and, and again, they were they had they had pews in them like church. Yeah, I know we got benches and them still, but no, there, there was a, a lot of this whole idea that we could somehow say that 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 was our church. In fact, you know, kids in school they'll use getting out of school because they're going to ceremony because. It's it's recognized as a religion, and and I've seen forums where they ask you what's your religion, and and people will put longhouse, and it's not really a religion. I mean, it, you know, living the way of the longhouse has nothing to do with religion and spirituality, and these what what we call or what's called ceremonies were really. I mean, and again, that's not our word. You know what we called these things were essentially were, were the thanksgivings throughout the year now i uh, the american thanksgiving is not considered a, relig- a religious holiday and it was you know it they, they kind of got the idea from us but uh, we have thanksgivings that will go out th- throughout the whole year so but, but let me back it all the way up so first off our longhouse is in a church and and you know they were originally longhouses what we lived in, and eventually as we became you know assimilated to more of the nuclear family kind of thing, the longhouse became our council house, more more so than anything else, or our community building, but it was still not a church, and you know so it's it kind of been a recent thing. God, God, it wasn't our thing. We didn't have a God concept. And I know people are going to say, well, what about the word creator? No, no. I mean, what, what we've adopted and, and, and the idea that, that we take and we put the word creator in place of God, you know, so we can have the same kind of conversation that, that Christians have, that still wasn't our thing. Look, in our creation story, we do have, um, uh, in that story, we talk about um, the the twins and 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 the things that they create and 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 we do have a tendency to use Seguin uh, Disu, um, uh, which is uh, he who creates things. But even in that story, we don't have an all powerful, all knowing, all creating God. I mean, if the creation story starts with with something that exists, you know, Sky World. There's a story, right? You know, the Sky One falls through and and she and and she lands on stuff that's already created. So we don't have this Genesis version that there's that there's some man in the sky who creates everything first. So we don't have a God. We don't have this all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing, the, 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 the man in the sky that you pray to um, concept in, in our culture. At least 
not in Haudenosaunee, Haudenosaunee, you know, culture. Now, I can't, you know, say that there aren't other Native cultures that have a story that is more singular um, in an era that has more of this. Maybe there's something parallel. But I would argue if you find any Native culture that parallels too much along the lines of Christianity, it's probably been bastardized by Christianity. It's probably been affected by it. Heaven. We don't have heaven. Okay? When when we when we do a funeral uh, uh according to our our old culture our original culture we talk about our loved ones returning to our mother the earth returning to our mother we don't say that they're traveling into back into heaven or sky world or going to sit with the creator that's all, that's all christianity i'm sorry <laughs> no i'm not sorry but if this offends somebody it's it's the truth. You know, when we do the Ohundo Dekwa, and I play one, you know, usually uh, an hour before we go live, I play my version in English so people can hear it. Um, and you can find it on my on my website. In fact, I should I should you you can actually find it on SoundCloud. I should I, I should single it out and put it up on my website so anybody can hear. Um, I, w- I want to re-record it anyway. I got a couple of glitches in it, uh, uh, grammatically things I, I screwed up. But I, I'd like to re-record it and put it out there. But what we do in the Ohundagri with Dekwa, or what's called Gununyok, we we it's not a prayer. It's it's a way. In fact, Ohundagri with Dekwa, what it translates to is the words we say before all else, and it means when we gather. When we gather, we do an opening, and that opening is about preparing the people who have gathered. It's it's about addressing the people who have gathered. That's I mean that's who you're talking to. It's it isn't we're not praying to the creator. We are addressing the people there. And what we do is we go we first we we walk on the people in there and we address them as the people. The people who are there and the people that they left home to come to this gathering. We we address the people. Then we start addressing from the ground up. And from the water up, we, we address the ground, the land that we walk on. We address the water, the plants, the, the animals, the fish, um, the things that the crawl, the things that walk, the things that fly, all the things that grow. We, we, we talk about the water itself, the, the air, the, the wind, the storms, um, the, the, the clouds, the, the, the directions. We, we talk about all of these things. And then we go all the way up, and then we talk about the stars. And we call the stars are just our most distant relatives. This isn't like Lion King. <laughs> you know, we don't look at the stars and say, oh, that's where the great kings of the past have gone. No, that's, that's Disney. That's cartoon. That's not our stuff. We don't look at the sky as a place that we go to after we die. When we refer to those stars as our most distant relatives, what we're saying is that we do have a relationship with them. And those are the most distant things that we can see. That we know we have a, and the relationship is, is one that's, that we, we use for, for inspiration because a night sky is pretty awe inspiring. But we also use it because it, it, it charts the times of the year. It, um, uh, we use it for, uh, for direction. I mean, there's a lot of things that we, and, and we acknowledge that, that when the stars come out at night, we have a relationship to, to even, you know, some people even get into stardust. You know, and, uh, and 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 all of it, but 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 that's what we talk about. We don't talk about it as the place we go to rest when we die. That's that again. That's not our culture. So we don't. So God's not our thing. The heaven's not our thing. 
prayer isn't our thing. That's why I, I opened up the show and I said, look, I, we don't do prayers. Um, now, I'm not saying that, it, that if you somehow have to personify the power of creation, if, if that's the only way that you can wrap your head around that, I'm not condemning that. I'm just saying that that's not the way our culture did it. I mean, our story of the, of, of the, of the creation story is not about um, personifying God. Or, or creating a god that's not that's not what it does but if that's what you do if, if you if you meditate and if you pray as a way to reflect your own thoughts and and do some things for yourself whatever i you do that if you're a christian if, if you adopted that belief system i'm not condemning it. i'm just saying that that's not ours so all of you know the all lost tribe of Israel stuff that were you know all this stuff that people have tried to throw onto us and, and and bring in to say this is who we are. Sorry, I mean it 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 may be a lot of who we are now, but it wasn't it wasn't who we were. What I'm saying is we've been changed by this stuff. Everybody everybody else can 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 assess whether that changes for the good or or, or not. Or whether for better or worse, I mean that's that's not even what I'm talking about here. I'm just trying to get to the to the, to the issues here. Look, we're at the bottom of the hour. Um, I've got more on this, so I've been, I, so we're, I'm going to keep going with this. There's a lot more than church here that uh, um, that we have that has come into our lives that wasn't ours, and and I'll I'll get into it a little bit more uh, after this. We'll, uh, we'll we'll have a little bit of John McLeod and come right back. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Fog is lifting off the ground And winter's coming on And I'm disliking you The geese have all gone Following you along And I'm disliking you And in my mind I see you smiling And in my heart I know you're traveling Traveling, and I know your mind's on the prairie. My love is all gone. Time's pushed it on And I'm disliking you Seasons come and gone But your memories linger on And I'm disliking you And in my mind I see you dying My heart, I feel you pining 
on the prairie All right, thanks for coming back. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. I want to thank our sponsors. I want to uh, thank Ross and Holly John and the RJE family of businesses, uh, Eric White and ERW Enterprises, the good folks at uh, Grand River Enterprises and Native Wholesale Supply. Um, and, you know, those of you who occasionally drop a drop a check in the mail or uh, connect up, somebody, even on PayPal, um, you can go to our PayPal link if you want to make a contribution to the show. But uh, I appreciate all of the support that we get. And, in particular, I, I appreciate the support we get when people share. You know, I'm asking you to share our, our new YouTube video on the mascot issue. Uh, those of you who are doing it. And I saw a bunch of you guys shared the, the video of uh, me and Matt dancing with cops at the Gallery of Mall. That was, that's always fun, too. Um, but, no, I, you, you help get the word out. You help um, promote what we do. Yeah, you know, and, and that's, really, that's really what, you, what I'm asking of you is to, is to not only – hear the conversation but have the conversation and when you send it out that ends up being you participating in the conversation and and have the conversation at home in your community and that kind of stuff so so whatever we're talking about look um i'm I'm grateful for all that hey what i didn't mention at the opening i do have to say um not only does uh, did uh, jake probably do a good job on our video but uh, jake's in studio with me every week he uh he manages the the audio um and the the video and uh, helps helps get this stuff out there. So, uh, all right, let me get back into it. Actually, two things I want to talk about before I get back in, into what I was previously talking about. Um, two news items, and and I look these aren't my topics necessarily, but so a, a Ukrainian airline gets shot down. Um, it turns out got shot down in in Iran right when um, this skirmish between the U.S. and, and uh, Iran is, is going on. Um, and it turns out Iran shot it down. The interesting thing was, it, it, although it took a few days, Iran said admitted it. They said, "Look, it was a mistake. You know, one of our guys did it, and uh, it was a mistake." Uh, but they owned it. Now, the reason I mention it is, people may forget, but in 1988, the United States shot down a passenger plane, uh, an Iranian passenger plane, and to this day have never fully accepted responsibility. They claimed that you know that Iran somehow was should be held responsible because because they weren't responding to to the to the call. I mean and, the, and when the UN checked out what the United States had done, they said, "Look, you never tried to reach them on a commercial band. That's like it's like dialing the wrong phone number and, and blaming them for not picking up." They were trying to reach them on a military band, warning them and if this is a commercial airline, there would be no reason that they would they would be hearing that. But the United States blew it out of the sky, and and they had more. It was less of a knee jerk reaction. They made a conscious decision, and could not clarify. They said they misidentified this thing. They they actually paid out like sixty three million dollars to the you know to the, the the family members of the of, of the of the victims of this thing, but. But they never, they would never, they would never fully take responsibility for it. So even in something as tr- uh, tragic as people being killed on a passenger airplane, the United States looks worse than Iran. Sorry. All right, one other item. I got to talk about the local congressman uh, who is um, up for sentencing, Chris Collins. 
there there's been over a hundred there have been over a hundred letters written to the judge asking for leniency from this guy saying how remorseful he is can i revisit that just for a second let's be clear chris collins who not only used his position as a congressman to you know to 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 encourage a bunch of people to buy stock in a medical company that he was involved in, um, a, a foreign medical company, but then used his insider information, knowing that they had failed some sort of uh, clinical trials, to sell his stock, tell his son to sell his stock, and his son's future father-in-law to sell their... So he used insider trader uh, information and broke the law and, and then was called out on it. He was indicted. He pled innocent, or not guilty, and would plead his innocence for over a year. He would actually run again as a congressman, run for Congress, swearing in his innocence the whole time. And, and of course, the, you know, the, the morons on the right here uh, um, managed to, to reelect him in spite of the fact that the evidence was pretty clear. But he swore. He, uh, he said, I'm going to be vindicated in trial, vindicated in trial. Then in the 11th hour, he pleads guilty. And now everybody's supposed to believe that the guy's remorseful? He ran for office swearing his innocence and won. He lied to everybody. This wasn't a guy who had remorse. I mean, this is a guy who should go. He, he should go to prison, in the same way that that any low level guy who who steals from people and commits a crime would go to go to prison. Let him let him do some black time. Let this white man do some black time. I don't know. I'm disgusted by the whole thing. But anyway, I wanted to mention those two things because, I, I, look, I, I as well. There were almost a hundred people who who wrote in uh, asking the judge to throw the book at him and, and give him the max. But but just the idea that that so many of these people would would you know would rally to this guy and then claim that he is so remorseful and that that it was just you know a momentary lapse in judgment when this guy would would keep that lapse going for for over a year as he ran again for office. I mean it's it, you, I mean it, the hypocrisy is just incredible. All right, let me get back to into it. Um, uh, again, m- the things that are in our culture, like I said, when we do the Ohundu Guru Deku or the Gununu, that's not a prayer. We don't. We aren't a praying people. Why? Because we don't have this fictitious person or this entity to pray to. Now, uh, I, you know, my my grandson, our, our kids are taught even when they when they hear something about native people. Oh, when native people when they hunt, they would offer their um, their their thanks and appreciation to the animal that they killed. Well. Look, let me let me clear that up too. Look to express um, uh, remorse and gratitude when when taking the the life of uh, of an animal for for food. It's the the animal didn't didn't donate his life. I mean, the, the animal didn't. You can't thank them because the, the, uh, the animal for what he did. The reason you do that is for the rest of the party. The hunting party, especially the young ones. So, the whole idea of doing this, including these ceremonies, festivals, slash festivals, part of the reason we do the things, part of the reason we do the the uh, the opening, the Ohundagori Vitekwa, is to remind people that we should not grow callous as we have to do some of the tougher things in life. Including, you know, feed ourselves. I mean, uh, whether we're taking the animal life of an animal or, or, a, or a fish, or even taking the the plant life. 
we 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 do an acknowledgement for that too. But it's we're not thanking the plants for giving up their lives to us, or the deer, or or or, or anybody else, the buffalo. No, but we, but we we want to make sure that we we teach our own people to remain respectful for that relationship and the responsibility that goes with it. So so again, prayer, God, heaven, church, you know, that wasn't ours. I I, I know that it is now, but I think it's important that people realize that 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 came in. That was that was ushered in and even into our longhouses and i find that somewhat problematic but but that's what came in now there's other things um drinking that we alcohol was something that was imposed upon us that's not our culture and i've heard people i've listened to people say oh drinking is all about being part of being native is about drinking no it isn't i mean and and the fact that that it may have become for some people that's a problem that's not something that we should, that should not be a proud component of our native character, our ability or inability to drink. Alcoholism is a problem on our territory. It is not part of our culture. It's not part of our character. It is, it is a disease <clears throat> that was purposefully implanted on our people. I mean, so, so let's be clear about that. In much the same way that venereal disease didn't just spread from, you know, dirty doorknobs. <laughs> Alcohol was intentional. Alcoholism was intentional. It's not our culture. Um, abusing women. Look, we've got abusive, abusive men in our territories now. And, I mean, by some numbers, you know, they say 70% of the, the abuse that women um, experience in quote-unquote Indian country, is from non-native people. But that still means that 30% is coming from native people. I mean, uh, what I think is one of the landmark cases, uh, 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 USV Lara, Billy Joe Lara, native guy who was beating up his, uh, his woman. His, 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 not his woman, it wasn't his woman. Beating up the, the woman that he had a relationship with. Part of that relationship was violent. That's what Billy Joe, I mean, so... Uh, um, an interesting case, by the way. I'm not going to get into that too much, but, but no. The, so the idea of of men abusing women, look, it's it's also associated with the alcohol issue. But that whole idea of male dominance, that wasn't our thing either. That came from them. That's a Eurocentric idea that that women are a property. And and look, I just said she was his woman. I mean, I I can slip into some of the the language that promotes that idea of misogyny. Why? Because it's 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 all around us. We hear it every single day in the music, in the uh, TV, on and, and movies, every place. What we read, and I apologize because it'll it it'll slip in, right? But the whole idea of male dominance and male abuse to women, our culture never would have put up with such a thing. Women had too much say in our culture, in in our communities. They had they had too much say and i don't and i'm not saying it as a, as a fault but there they never our communities never would have tolerated that kind of thing so the idea that we now have um domestic violence issues that wasn't that wasn't part of that wasn't who we were and but it 
you know, it, we we see it now. That's not one of our one of our things. Uh, what's the other one? Um, again, uh, politics, voting. Look, I know people always want to make this uh, this association that that um, the United States wrote its constitution based on our Guyana de Goa. I'm not one of the people who say that. I you know I think I do believe that the founding fathers of the United States were appalled at at their their inability to organize as well as the the the, the six nations had. And and they said so. I mean Ben Franklin others they, they said how is it a group of ignorant savages can build um a a relationship can 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 form a, a confederacy that seems indissolvable when intelligent you know higher more superior white men can't do it 13 colonies can't do the same that's that's basically what what uh, what Ben Franklin talked about how could ignorant savages do it and white men can't now they also had to utilize the idea that in order to make their case for independence from Great Britain, they had to say that they were a distinct people. So now, did they incorporate certain, you know, concepts, you know, that um, that were uniquely a part of the land here because we practice that? Sure, but they left out. I mean, again, they left out women's rights. They left out. I mean, they used words like equality, but they didn't mean it. They meant they were all. They tried to say all white men were equal, and they didn't even believe that. They knew that there was a white aristocracy that that held down poor white people at the time. I mean, they when they said we oftentimes said, well, they say all men are created equal. They meant all white men. Well, they didn't even think that. They really didn't. They they were using our some of our concepts to make a case for independence. I also hear hear people say that um, ours is the longest existing democracy in the history of the world. Well, our system wasn't a democracy. I mean, it, it, I, I know people want to, want to try to label things. You know, for one thing, the United States is supposed to be a republic. That's kind of an idea they got from us. Because we, the, the difference between a democracy and a republic is, is dem, uh, democracy, it, the sovereignty is vested in the people as a mass. So as a, as a collective. In a republic, sovereignty is vested in the individual. That was kind of what we had. And I know people don't believe that today. People, I, I hear people all the time in, on Native territories. Oh, I, I oppose what the businessmen are doing because they're utilizing our sovereignty for their personal... Well, it's, the idea of being free and being vested by creation, by your, by your birthright, with the right to carry yourself, that's, that, that's ours. That, that, that was our concept. So there are some things that that do make it in to at least superficially into some of the other cultures, the idea of being free, you know, uh, I mean, that's and, and free in a way that, that defies what, what white people call freedom, but not, I mean, we, we weren't this voting democracy. We, we didn't have this, the concept of, because <clears throat> the other thing about democracy, democracy means, it's supposed to mean majority rule. So if you take a mass of people and you divide them up perfectly in half and one person goes to the other side, then that 
half plus one uh, rules over the, the half minus one. So, I mean, 40, 51% can rule over 49%. And that's, that's what democracy is. But in the United States, that's not even what, they, what it is. It's, it's, um, it's the largest minority. It's not majority rule. I mean, that's, that's, that's the way. I mean, um, even in um, the last election, not only did, did Donald Trump get elected into the United States with three million less votes than, than Hillary Clinton, she didn't get the majority of the votes either. They all were below 50. They're, they're both below 50% because there were a, a few independent candidates that took, took it up votes away. I mean, in some countries, if there is a, uh, a, an election, and uh, no candidate reaches a certain threshold, like you know, like fifty percent, they do a runoff with the top two. So somebody's going to have to get you know fifty percent. They won't let uh, um a, they won't ru- let a candidate run just to take votes away from somebody, or to be a monkey wrench, as they say, as they claimed Nader did, or they claimed you know whoever I don't remember uh, a couple of people ran last time I don't remember who, uh, but but anyway, I mean, I mean this is. So these concepts that are pushed on us. So again, people telling us to vote, that's it's not our way. It's not our, it's not our Now, I'm I get it that after 200 years of assimilation at the hands of the United States, which for many assimilation seemed a lot better than annihilation that you know guys like L. Frank Baum and you know George Washington were were you know were responsible for. So Genocide um, via um, mass killing. I I guess I'd agree that that's worse than genocide via uh, assimilation, but it's still genocide. And our our complicity in that because we're not only were we willing to accept some of that stuff that was imposed upon us or uh, that was influencing us, but we actually bring it in and then we, and we almost try to take it as our own. Again, a lot of the religious stuff is, is an example. Our, our longhouse is being corrupted in the way. And I'm not even getting into the, to the code of handsome Lake stuff and, and the belief that some people have that, that handsome Lake, um, um, established that that the Ganawida, who you know, who was the Huron that uh, helped uh, with who, who was Hanawanta, uh, helped um, reform the the Confederacy. That uh, the Ganawida was really Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's that's one of the things. You, you want to talk about our culture being bastardized? Not only do they create a religion a hundred years ago, or so, or, or you know, not. I mean, in the in the eighteen hundred two hundred years ago. Create a religion that defied much of our culture, but then they say that now there 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 are people, and I'm not saying I'm not saying the um, um, the wise men that 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 preach the the code of handsome lake, but others swear you know they they swear that uh, that the code of handsome lake is is our version of Christianity because they believe that the Gondolita was Jesus Christ. You know that that's like the lost tribe of Israel stuff, all that stuff, and none of that stuff is supported. I mean, uh, somebody asked, you know, um, my, again, my buddy Matt, you know, well, what do you, what proof is there that there was no a God concept amongst the the Haudenosaunee? Why? Because there's no mention of it. We had a pretty productive oral tradition 
a pretty accurate oral tradition. There's never any mention of a God, an all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing. I mean, I, look, the other thing that, that, uh, that isn't ours is this notion that, um, that when we're created, the, the Creator has, you know, um, determined at our birth what our life was going to be and, and when it would end. That's like saying, well, it doesn't matter if you, if you overdose with drugs because you're going to die that day anyway. And I actually heard people say that at a funeral for somebody who died of an overdose. And I'm saying, no, we, we, we shouldn't encourage the idea that a, health, a, a, a non-healthy lifestyle is irrelevant when it comes to loss of life. We, I mean, we shouldn't. I'm, look, we're battling diabetes and substance abuse and um, and alcoholism and and all kinds of other things. We should be doing everything we can to encourage people to uh, to to live a healthy life, mentally healthy as well, not just you know physically health, physical health. But when when I hear people bring in these these things, and and it all sounds new agey and and but it's not ours. So again, let me talk about what is ours. What is ours is respecting the relationships that we have with all of creation. That is what is ours. That's why we do the Ohundogoryuadekwa. That's why we talk about all of the other parts of creation. And look, sometimes that opening, you know, look, I, I recorded one about you know 25 minutes long. And if that seems like a long time, that's a short one, folks. The, I've heard these openings done that went on for hours. And yes, yes, most of the time they're done in the language, but I've, but I've heard them done in, in English as well. And in doing so, what you're trying to do is you're trying to establish, part of it is about, you know, um, making our minds right. So if we talk about the things that we, once you hear it, you know you have to agree with it. Yes, we, we, we understand our relationship with, 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 with wildlife, with, with creation, with, with the land, with the water, with the air. I mean, so we say these things so we can bring our minds together. And we say, now our minds are one. So when we're going to, especially if we're going to talk about something that can be divisive, we at least want to start at a place where, where, we, where we're in agreement. And we want to respect each other. And we want to make sure that as we're going to make decisions, again, keeping in mind the, seventh gener- the seven generations concept, that we understand what our relationship is today so that we do no harm to the, the next seven generations. And, and in particular, we have a responsibility to do no harm to those faces that we will never see, our relatives that we'll never see. I mean, look, I see people who know that the world they're living, their chi- leaving their child is not going to be as good as the world they, they, they grew up in. And that's just a travesty. I mean, that, that's a crime. Not against humanity. It's a, it's a crime against life up against the planet. So I know people who can turn their backs and, and, and bankrupt and mortgage the future of their children by their activities, by their consumption, by what they do to the planet, what they do to the air, the water, and everything else. Forget about seven generations. They, they can't even take responsibility for the next one. I've heard men and women, but the saddest thing is to hear a woman say, I'm not sure that I want to bring a child into this world. Man, that, that's, that's a terrible thing. 
Look, I, I realize that I'm just about out of time. So um, uh, a couple of things. Look, we, we will be back here on Tuesday. I am um, uh, back going to New York each week. I encourage you guys to uh, to check out my, my show in New York as well. I realize that listening to a one-hour show of Let's Talk Native is um, – uh, it, it goes by pretty quickly. The show in New York is a two-hour show. But the interesting thing about the two-hour show in New York is – uh, the last, especially the second hour, but it's sometimes even the parts of the first hour, I take calls and I get calls from all over. And I, and I'm, and again, I want to encourage people who listen to my show here, even if you don't listen live, um, I encourage you to try to take some time and listen to my live show in New York because then you can call in. You can call. We've got a, you know, it's a, a 212 number. I, I post up at 212-207-2877. That's 212-20. Jeez, I want to say nine or I'm nine. Or, oh, anyway, we'll get the number out there. Um, but I'd love for some of the, you who listen to Let's Talk Native to call in. Because, look, I get a lot of New York calls. And some of the people I get who call in from, uh, from New York, they're diverse. They're a diverse crew. And most of them embrace what I'm doing on radio in New York. But, man, I get a few people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and some of them are, are overtly racist. And some of them are are some of them don't even they don't even think that they're racist which is maybe even worse i guess i don't know but uh look i'd love to see have more of you participate in um in my show in new york as well um i do events down there as well if you're and if you're traveling to new york let me know i mean if you're a a fan of the show if you're a listener of the show let me know no because if you're traveling to new york and it happens to be at the end of the month i'd love to you know personally invite you to you know to come to one of my film screenings or, or one of the events that i do uh, in new york city so uh i just wanted to put that out there again youtube video uh let's talk native tv that's where you can find all of our videos and we've got some great ones ruth bader ginsburg on the doctrine of discovery um uh we did the uh, um the, again this mask what's the other one um oh columbus columbus in his own words that's the one that uh that's actually our most popular video that's the one that said the most most views but you know we're not cracking ten thousand. And, and we should. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting it on you guys. Share the, share the videos. Watch the videos. Um, talk about them. Use them. Use them in your, in your conversations. And, of course, our shows are up there, too. All right. That, that pretty much wraps it up. Look, this is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Uh, we'll see you back here on Tuesday. Yahweh.